0: Bismillah ar rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wassalam, ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen. Allah Allah. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, tasliman kathirah and kathirah. For my, my brothers and sisters, when we say this term, when we use this term salafus salihin, we say pious predecessors. I want you to think about this term. Because, who is a predecessor? A predecessor is somebody who is related to you, right? Your ancestor. And I don't say any, no, I don't say none of you is related, but at least I'm not related directly. Lineage in terms of father, grandfather, grandfather. So, what is this lineage? This is not our genetic blood lineage. This is something which is even more important. And that is the spiritual lineage of Islam. This is what Rasulullah created in Medina, which was the brotherhood of faith, the Ummah of Muhammad wasallam And this brotherhood of faith, this lineage, this relationship wiped out every other form and way of relating to each other. It wiped out the relationships of tribe. It wiped out the relationships of family, of blood ties, and all of these were superseded by. The tie that comes with Islam, and that is why Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala said, "Inna hadhi ummatukum ummatun waḥida wa anā rabbukum And in another place, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala said, "Inna hadhi ummatukum ummatun waḥida wa anā rabbukum In one place, Allah said, "You are this; your ummah is one ummah, and I am your Rabb, so worship me." In another place, Allah said, "This your ummah is one ummah; I am your Rabb, so obey me. Have my taqwa." The reason I'm saying this is because this whole series of uh, reminders that we are doing on the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu wa is based on this. Why are we interested in them? It's not a history lesson, right? Why are we interested in them? Because they belong to us and we belong to them. We have this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with us because of them. And that is why in our aqidah, we respect all the Sahaba. We do not differentiate between the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu this is, we don't say there are no darajat. There are darajat, obviously. There is somebody who is, who is higher and, and, and somebody who is not as high. That is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to decide. It is not our job. We don't name this one, that one, and so on and so forth. Except, for example, we say Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, if I had to take a Khalil, I would take Abu Bakr, but Allah has chosen me as a Khalil. So, alhamdulillah. Right? Similarly, other people, I am, mean, it's not my job, my, uh, session now to talk about the different Sahaba. But, for example, the Khulafar Rashidin, all the four of them, uh, and also we, in the Khulafa Rashidin, we also include, uh, the son of Abu, uh, Ali bin Abi Talib, anhu, Hassan bin Ali, radiallahu anhu, is, is the fifth of the Khulafa Rashidin. We, obviously, these have a higher status than, uh, other people. But that's not the point. The point here is that these are the people and their, we are their warithin. We are, we are their inheritors. And what did we inherit from them? We inherited from them, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's Deen. We inherited from them the Quran, and we inherited from them the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Today, I want to talk to you about somebody. Put yourself in this place. You are in Medina. You have to travel to a place called Mota, which is today in Jordan, which is a distance of roughly 600 miles. It's about 984, say, thousand kilometers. That's roughly about 600 miles. 600 miles to the desert. 3,000 troops. And when they are being sent off, Rasulullah sallallahu said he appointed the, the commander of that as Zaid bin Haritha radiyallahu anhu. And he said if Zaid is killed, then Jafar bin Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu should take over as the commander. And if Jafar bin Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu is also killed, then Abdullah bin Rawaha radiyallahu anhu must take over. And if he is also killed, then you choose your own commander all uh, the Sahaba knew that Rasulullah when he says something like this, they know what is going to happen, right? So Alhamdulillah, they travel from Madina, they travel 600 miles north to Mota, which is currently Jordan. There they face an army of the Byzantines, which is the Eastern Roman Empire. Now, various numbers are given. Uh, some historians have said 100,000 soldiers, uh, including the Christian Arabs. Uh, the Sahaba were three, were three thousand. Now, my point is, even if that figure of hundred thousand is exaggerated, even if it was one third that, that is still thirty thousand, that is still ten times the army of the Sahaba. So, I mean, you know, we are, we are talking about some completely insane numbers. In that battle, as Rasulullah Sallallahu said, the first one to, uh, first of the, of the three commanders, uh, to be Shaheed was Zayd bin Haritha radiallahu anhu. And after them, after him, Jafar bin Abi Talib radiallahu, uh, He assumed command and he attacked the Romans. And they say that he went through them like a knife goes through butter. And he fought through. And Abdullah bin Omar radiallahu also was there in that battle. And he said, these, the, the sons of Abu Talib, he said, nobody can fight like them. When they are in battle. Yeah, and he's talking about these two brothers, especially Ali bin Abi Talib and Jafar bin Abdalib As we know, one of some of the greatest of the uh, warriors. So Jafar, he went through, they, one soldier, they, they said they eventually, when they found his body, they had 75 wounds on his chest. 75 wounds. Of different kinds. And they chopped off one arm, they chopped off the other arm uh He died He passed away they, they, Somebody speared him from the back So he was shaheed And then Abdullah bin Rawaha He took command He was shaheed And then they elected Khalid bin Walid who Was also in that battle as the commander And Khalid bin Walid Was able to And this is where The uh, the 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 metal of a leader is shown Khalid bin Walid uh, Instead of Continuing the fight, he made a tactical retreat and he saved that army. And he brought them back to Madina. When he brought them back to Madina, many people criticized him. They said, "This is, uh, you know, you are a, you are a coward. You should not have brought them back." Everybody went, went with the idea of being shaheed. The whole thing should have, they should all have perished. They should all have been shaheed. wasallam said, "No." He said, "What well, what Khalid did was the correct thing to do." He said, "There is no sense in going and just dying like that." There's no way you're going to win against against ten times your force or thirty times your force. wallah halam which number? So he says there is uh, coming back was the wise thing to do. The person we are talking about is Jafar bin Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. When this army came back, his wife Asma bint Umays radiallahu anha, she uh, she prepared the house. She got dressed up. She got all. She got her children together. Uh, and then she saw rasulullah sallallahu coming and she says that when i saw him i knew something was seriously wrong because of the face of rasulullah sallallahu so when he came he said where are the children of jafar so she brought the children and she said ya rasulullah where is my husband he said allah has he has gone to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so she started she screamed and she started crying she said Nabi said Do not scream, do not cry, do not say bad things And do not display your grief The grief is for between you in your heart And accept the uh, qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He's teaching the adab of expressing grief He's not saying he's not sad he's sad he was weeping He was weeping she was weeping children were weeping but he says we have dignity in the way we express our grief. We don't scream and rave and rant and roll on the floor and throw mud on our face. We don't do all this stuff, which they used to do. In the, in the times of the jahiliyyah, they used to do this. He said, no, we don't do all this. As far as, as, as Muslims, we show dignity in our grief. We show dignity in our happiness. There are limits of how we express both. And then he went home and he said to his, his daughter, Fatima Tuzara, he said, ...prepare some food because in the house of Asma they are not in a state to prepare food and so on and so forth. Jafar was known among other things to be among the two people who resembled Rasulullah sallallahu ...physically so much that people used to sometimes mistake them. And they thought this is the Rasul because they if they, see, they saw him. They, and this one was Jafar ibn Talib and the other one was Hassan bin Ali anhu both of them... Uh, they looked exactly like Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. To go back in history a bit, in Makkah, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, pre-Islam, he said to his, it was a very difficult time, and even though the Banu Hashim, and the head of Banu Hashim at that time was Abu Talib, uh, after the passing away away of Abdul Muttalib. So, they were, they were the nobility of the Quraysh, they were the most noble family, but they were poor. They had no money And they did not have money Not because they were uh, They didn't have money Because they were so generous They used to feed the hajjaj And so on And they were so much They were so generous That they had nothing for themselves So Rasulullah sallallahu Said to his other uncle Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib He said you know your brother Meaning Abu Talib He said your brother is Going through difficult times So let us go and take At least some of his family And from him And take care of them so that he has, you know, fewer people people to deal with. So his, uh, Al-Abbas, he said, yes, this is a good idea. They both went. Abu Talib said, uh, I have one son called Akhil, who's the eldest one. And he said, keep Akhil, leave Akhil with me and the others you can do what you want. So Rasulullah Wasallam took Ali bin Abu Talib, and who was a younger one. And his older brother was Jafar bin Abi Talib, who was taken by uh, Al-Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib. So he stayed with him. Then Ja'far Rodhilanu, after he grew up to the marriageable age, he married Asma bint Umais, radiallahu anha. Now these two, as a couple, uh, there are a few of the Sahaba couples who are known, among other things, the other one was Ummah Salama and Abu Salama, of how much they loved each other. Like they were like inseparable, they were completely and totally Devoted Asma Anha was also a poetess, and she used to write beautiful poetry, and she used to write poetry about her husband. She loved him so much, she used to write poetry about him. She used to say, Oh, you know, there is no one for me except for Jaffar Radialana. So, on a side note, when Jafar Radhayanu was Shahid, Shaheed, after she finished her period of iddat, guess who proposed to her? Abu Bakar Siddiq He brought a proposal, she accepted, and she married Abu Vakar Radhyalana. So Ali bin Abitali went to Abubakar radialanu and he said, can I have your permission to speak to your wife? Who is the wife? Asma bin Tumais. He said, yes, please speak to her. So he went to her, he said, what happened to this poetry you used to write about my brother Jafar? You said there was no one for you except, <laughs> except Jafar. Now how do you, how come you married Abubakar? <laughs> you know, life is life. And then two years later, Abubakar Siddiq radialanu passed away because this was in his Khilafah. When he died, guess who married her? Ali bin Abi Talib Now by then she had a son called Muhammad. They named him Muhammad, Muhammad bin Abi Bakr. This Muhammad bin Abi Bakr was raised by Ali bin Abi Talib anh, in his house as his own son. He loved him like his own son. He raised him as his own son. Huh? We should read our history. Now incidentally, one of her from the marriage with Jafar bin Abi Talib anh, one of she had three sons. One son was called Muhammad. The son son of Abu Bakr also was called Muhammad. So he had two sons called Muhammad. So the first one Muhammad they say that he was the first child ever to be named Muhammad. Sallallahu mm-hmm. After Muhammad ﷺ. Was the son of Jafar bin Abi Talib and uh, Asma bint uh, Umais radiyallahu anhu. Now, Jafar and after they got married and so on, this was the peak time of the oppression of the oration. They used to torture them and all kinds of things. So, he came to me, he said, Rasulullah, give us permission to migrate. And Rasulullah agreed, so they, Jafar was the leader of the first group which migrated to Abyssinia. They went there. The king was a Christian king. He was the Najashi, called the Negus. The Negus also is a title. It is like like Fir'aun or it is like the Nizam of Hyderabad or something. So the individual kings had different names. The title was the Negus. So the, that was not his personal name. So he was what uh, he was a just king, a Christian king, Christian kingdom. And he gave them uh, shelter and so on. But the Quraysh, when they heard this thing, they said, no, we can't allow this to happen. So they sent Amr ibn al-As, uh, at that time he was not a Muslim, uh, along with another person. And Amar ibn al was a personal friend of the Negus, So they sent these two and they went, so they went with a lot of gifts and this and that. And they, he gave them, first they went and met all, the, all his bishops, they gave him the gifts to them. And they said, look, some of our people, they have rebelled against our religion and they are bad people and they are causing trouble. So they have come to so give them, hand them up, hand them over to us. Our elders know what they are doing, so give them back to us. Then the next morning the Negas called uh, them because they, this complaint was there. So he called them and he said, what's the story? So now when they knew that they were going to be called, they had made Mashwara. And they said to Jafar Radelanu, they said, you, be our, you are our leader, so you be the spokesperson. So everybody won't speak, only you will speak. You are the Mutakallim, you will speak. And uh, so now when they went before the king, there is Amar Las and the others and uh, all the bishops and so on. So the king said, "What is it that uh, you have? What is this religion you have brought? Because your religion, you have not come to our religion. Which you have not become Christian. Uh, you have not become Jews. So what? What is this religion you brought?" So Jafar ibn said, "He said when we, he said we were a people who worshipped idols. We oppressed our women. We have we were we drank alcohol. We gambled. We had all kinds of evils." Uh, we deceived, we cheated, we did all sorts of things. He said then among us came Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And he taught us to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator and nobody else. And he told, told us to speak the truth. He told us to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We fast uh, in, in Ramadan, we fast uh, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said we are chaste. We were told not to be unchaste. We do not drink, drink alcohol. Uh, we are good to our neighbors. We are good to our. Uh, we are good hosts. We are hospitable. We are charitable. This is our religion. So the nega said, "Well, I don't see anything wrong with this. He said, this, is, this is good. This is no problem. So you, you are welcome to stay." Now, bin Aziz got worried. He said, "Now what happened? My my commission is failed." So he then went to the negas. He said, "You know, ask him what do they say about Jesus, about Isa Salam. Uh, what do they say about Isa Salam?" And Maryam salam. So the negus asked them, he said, what do you say about isa salam?" So Jafar Farmi Abhi he recited the opening ayat of Surat Maryam. And those ayat are the, the most beautiful description of Maryam salam and isa salam that you can find, which is our akida. So he said, we say that Isa he recited his ayat. And the negus wept, they said, until his beard... Got wet with his tears. And then he said. Jafar said to him. That we say that. Isa Is a messenger of Allah. He is an eye of Allah. He is a sign of Allah. He is, a, he is a kalima from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he was born. With the immaculate conception. That his mother was chaste. She was not an unchaste woman. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Caused Isa To be put into her. And she gave birth to him. Without Any. Man being involved in that process And he spoke in the cradle And he is the Nabi of Allah The said this is what we believe He said this is what we believe And he said I give you complete protection You are welcome to stay in my country As long as you want And he said to his people "He said, Return all these gifts and tell these people to get out He said I am not interested These are all causing trouble So he threw them out They went off the final story of this, I started with that, which was the Battle of Mota. This was Ja'far bin Abi Talib. Anh. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the purpose of these. I'm trying to keep it as brief as possible because it's not possible to really tell these stories the way they should be told in this short time. But to the extent possible, we try to do our best. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make these stories a means of inspiration for us. To learn for us. And that's why I began with saying that when we say salafus alayhim. These are the people who have, thanks to whom we are Muslim today. Right? We would have been idol worshippers. We would have been anything. We are not. We are Muslim because of the Sahaba of Rasulullah. Who conveyed the deen with integrity. Without changing anything. And who devoted their entire lives. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for them. We make dua, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase their darajat, fill their qubur with noor, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them Jannatul Firdausul Aala and the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa which they had in this dunya. We ask Allah to grant them the same thing in the akhirah and we ask Allah to include us among them. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned this. And when Allah said, waluna wal-ladina So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ bi-ihsan," We want, we ask Allah to make us among those who make the Ittiba of the Sahaba bil ihsan, so that we will be included with them, insha'Allah. Allah says, radiyallahu anhu wa Radwan, we will be included among those who are pleased with Allah, and Allah is pleased with us, insha'Allah.